speculations or post-impressionism in the prose of gertrude stein by mabel dodge from arts and decoration volume three march nineteen thirteen this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. Post-impressionism, consciously or unconsciously, is being felt in every phase of expression. This article is about the only woman in the world who has put the spirit of post-impressionism into prose, and written by the only woman in America who fully understands it. Editor's Note many roads are being broken today and along these roads consciousness is pursuing truth to eternity this is an age of communication and the human being who is not a communicant is in the sad plight which the dogmatist defines as being a condition of spiritual non-receptivity some of these newly opened roads lie parallel and almost touch in a large studio in paris hung with paintings by renoir matisse and picasso gertrude stein is doing with words what picasso is doing with paint she is impelling language to induce new states of consciousness and in doing so language becomes with her a creative art rather than a mirror of history in her impressionistic writing she uses familiar words to create perceptions conditions and states of being never before quite consciously experienced she does this by using words that appeal to her as having the meaning that they seem to have she has taken the english language and according to many people has misused it or has used it roughly uncouthly and brutally or madly stupidly and hideously but by her method she is finding the hidden and inner nature of nature to present her impressions she chooses words for their inherent quality rather than for their accepted meaning her habit of working is methodical and deliberate. She always works at night in the silence and brings all her willpower to bear upon the banishing of preconceived images. Concentrating upon the impression she has received and which she wishes to transmit, she suspends her selective faculty, waiting for the word or group of words that will perfectly interpret her meaning to rise from her subconsciousness to the surface of her mind. Then and then only does she bring her reason to bear upon them, examining, weighing, and gauging their ability to express her meaning. It is a working proof of the Bergson theory of intuition. She does not go after words. She waits and lets them come to her. And they do. It is only when art thus pursues the artist that his production will bear the mark of inevitability. It is only when the elan vital drives the artist to the creative overflow that life surges in his production. 
vitality directed into a conscious expression is the modern definition of genius it is impossible to define or to describe fully any new manifestation in aesthetics or in literature that is as recent as near to us as the work of picasso or of gertrude stein the most that we can do is to suggest a little draw a comparison point the way and then withdraw to know about them is a matter of personal experience no one can help another through it first before thought must come feeling and this is the first step towards experience because feeling is the beginning of knowledge it does not greatly matter how the first impress affects one one may be shocked stunned and dismayed or one may be aroused stimulated intrigued and delighted that there has been an approach is what counts it is only in a state of indifference that there is no approach at all and indifference reeks of death it is the tomb of life itself a further consciousness than is already ours will need many new forms of expression in literature everything that has been felt and known so far has been said as it has been said what more there may be for us to realize must be expressed in a new way language has been crystallized into four or five established literary forms that up to the present day have been held sacred and intranscendent but all the truth cannot be contained in any one or in any limited number of moulds a e the irish poet says of it the hero first thought it to him twas a deed to those who retaught it a chain on their speed the fire that we kindled a beacon by night when darkness has dwindled grows pale in the light for life has no glory stays long in one dwelling and time has no story that's true twice in telling and only the teaching that never was spoken is worthy thy reaching the fountain unbroken this is so of all the arts for of course what is true of one must to be justifiable be true of them all even to the art of life perhaps first of all to that one nearly every thinking person nowadays is in revolt against something because the craving of the individual is for further consciousness and because consciousness is expanding and is bursting through the moulds that have held it up to now and so let every man whose private truth is too great for his existing conditions pause before he turn away from picasso's painting or from gertrude stein's writing for their case is his case of course comment is the best of signs any comment one that gertrude stein hears oftenest is from conscientious souls who have honestly tried and who have failed to get anything out of her work at all but why don't you make it simpler they cry because this is the only way in which i can express what i want to express is the invariable reply 
which of course is the unanswerable argument of every sincere artist to every critic again and again comes the refrain that is so familiar before the canvases of picasso but it is so ugly so brutal but how does one know that it is ugly after all how does one know each time that beauty has been reborn in the world it has needed complete readjustment of sense perceptions grown all too accustomed to the blurred outlines faded colors the death in life of beauty in decline it has become jaded from over familiarity from long association and from inertia if one cares for rembrandt's paintings today then how could one have cared for them at the time when they were painted when they were glowing with life if we like st mark's in venice today then surely it would have offended us a thousand years ago perhaps it is not rembrandt's paintings that one cares for after all but merely for the shell the ghost the last pale flicker of the artist's intention beauty one thing is certain that if we must worship beauty as we have known it we must consent to worship it as a thing dead une grand belle chose morte and ugliness what is it surely only death is ugly in gertrude stein's writing every word lives and apart from the concept it is so exquisitely rhythmical and cadenced that when read aloud and received as pure sound it is like a kind of sensuous music just as one may stop for once in a while before a canvas of picasso and letting one's reason sleep for an instant may exclaim it is a fine pattern so listening to gertrude stein's words and forgetting to try to understand what they mean one submits to their gradual charm huntley carter of the new age says that her use of language has a curious hypnotic effect when read aloud in one part of her writing she made use of repetition and the rearranging of certain words over and over so that they became adjusted into a kind of incantation and in listening one feels that from the combination of repeated sounds varied ever so little that there emerges gradually a perception of some meaning quite other than that of the contents of the phrases many people have experienced this magical evocation but have been unable to explain in what way it came to pass but though they did not know what meaning the words were bearing nor how they were affected by them yet they had begun to know what it all meant because they were not indifferent in a portrait that she has finished recently she has produced a coherent totality through a series of impressions which when taken sentence by sentence strike most people as particularly incoherent to illustrate this the words in the following paragraph are strenuous words words that weigh and qualify conditions words that are without softness 
yet that are not hard words perilous abstractions they seem containing agony and movement and conveying a vicarious livingness Quote, it is a gnarled division that which is not any obstruction and the forgotten swelling is certainly attracting it is attracting the whiter division it is not sinking to be growing it is not darkening to be disappearing it is not aged to be annoying there cannot be sighing this is this bliss many roads are being broken what a wonderful word broken and out of the shattering and petrification of today up from the cleavage and the disintegration we will see order emerging tomorrow is it so difficult to remember that life at birth is always painful and rarely lovely how strange it is to think that the rough-hewn trail of today will become tomorrow the path of least resistance over which the average will drift with all the ease and serenity of custom all the labor of evolution is condensed into this one fact of the vitality of the individual making way for the many we can but praise the high courage of the road breakers admitting as we infallibly must in gertrude stein's own words and with true bergsonism faith quote, something is certainly coming out of them End, quote. End of Speculations or Post-Impressionism in the Prose of Gertrude Stein by Mabel Dodge from Arts and Decoration, Volume 3, March 1913 Read for LibriVox by Sue Anderson